0: It was literally the size of a hockey rink uh, and with six women or six men lined up ready to go do this short course you know it, it was qu- quite intimidating and it, and it was kind of nerve-wracking because yes the water was frigid and you know nobody wanted to fall in
1: for one week every winter the toronto international boat show builds the world's largest indoor pool it's big enough to offer boat rides a wakeboard contest and yes even an indoor paddleboard race A Toronto SUP dealer with a big presence at the show every year decided 2017 would be the year SUP racing heads indoors. What resulted was an epic day of racing on a tight, turn-filled course. Joining me today are race organizer Steve Martin, as well as the overall champions Rochelle Price and Cody Peekstock. Stay tuned.
2: This is the Talk SUP Podcast with your host Dan Dakin.
1: Joining me now is Steve Martin, the owner of Board Sports in Toronto, and it was Steve's idea to make this indoor race happen. So, Steve, thanks a lot for joining me. Thanks, Dan. So, tell me, where did this idea come from? I know this is this indoor pool is something that's been going on for a little while, but what made you decide, let's have a paddleboard race in there?
3: Well... We've been going uh, as an exhibitor to the boat show for many years and they have uh, the indoor lake they call it. It's actually the largest indoor lake in the world. Um where they fill up uh, actually it's bigger than a hockey rink. Uh, it fills up uh, the hockey rink and uh, at the CNE plus more space. And I've been looking at it for the last couple of years going wow it'd be just fun to have everybody come out and do a paddleboard race all the my friends that, and, and fellow competitors that we race against in the summertime, and we don't get to see each other too often in the winter, and and the just a nice to have a race at this time of year. So I approached the Toronto Boat Show about the idea, and they were enthusiastic about it, and they
1: let me run with it. It's it's such a good idea, and for those who don't know um, that uh, that indoor lake that they create in there, as you say, it's inside a, a massive hockey arena. And throughout the the entire ten days or whatever the the length of the show is, they've got wakeboard sort of demonstrations and shows going on in there. They've got uh, boats that you can actually get on and like literally. Boats that you can, you know, go out and uh, and, and go for a ride on, and, and of course, lots of demos of of paddleboards, canoes, kayaks, and and everything. So, I mean, I I guess that indoor lake has sort of become a, a centerpiece for the Toronto International Boat Show, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, I think it's a it's a big part of the show and a good. Uh, marketing uh, aspect for the show it, it, for people to test product and get in the water and, and and a lot of entertainment on there they've they've done a lot of different things in the past on the indoor lake uh, and they're looking always looking for new ideas and yeah it's really cool to see wakeboarding on the lake and and the motorboats years ago they actually had windsurfing they put up fans and wow. people could windsurf uh, across the lake inside
1: yeah, that's incredible. Now, so the the water itself is is it pumped in from Lake Ontario? Is that is that how that works?
3: So, well, well, indirectly, it comes from Lake Ontario because all the water in Toronto comes from Lake Ontario. But it comes uh, from I, th- I believe it's a hydrant uh, that is uh, pumped into the, the lake. So it, it is the, the water is treated. It doesn't come directly from Lake Ontario. It comes from the, the water treatment system in Toronto but so the it's water, clean water. Is hot. <laughs> Yeah, it's clean water but it's extremely cold. Right. Uh, it, it's when we were holding the race the water was 8 degrees Celsius.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's chilly. You don't want to be falling <laughs> in that too uh, too much. <laughs> it, now, how how big is the actual uh pool? What's the do you know what the distance was that you could kind of go from end to end on those boards?
3: I think I think we worked it out it, it was probably close to 70 meters straight line from one side to the other, uh, like length, uh, lengthwise. It was in a normal hockey rink, I believe about 60 meters. Actually, we could have probably from a little bit more than that than 70 meters, maybe 75 meters uh, straight across. Right. So, so it's just pretty good, pretty good distance.
1: And so you had, uh, I think, what, somewhere in the range of 50 or close to 50 uh, paddlers that were taking part in that race?
3: Well, we had to limit it. We just we were limited in time, so we had 36 participants in it, uh, and we ran eight races all together throughout the day.
1: Yeah, you had heats, and then and then leading up to the finals, yeah. right? And yeah, let's talk about the boards because I know when when this was first announced, um, everybody was sort of you know talking about what what boards they'd use and things, and then pretty early on, you said in order to make this fair, uh, and also so that people aren't smashing their boards against each other. Um, you were going to go with inflatable boards, kind of like the old uh, iRock uh, racing series where <laughs> everybody shows up and they all have to race the exact same thing. So tell me about yeah. the boards that people were, were on.
3: Yeah, there, well, there was a lot of thought that went into the boards. All the racers really, we all love our, our own race boards because we spent a lot of time on them. We've paid a lot of money for them. But uh, the logistics of getting 36 high-performance race boards into the indoor lake was going to be really tough. And then the other thing that uh, when I was talking to a lot of the racers and doing preliminary research on doing the event, we were all concerned about damage to the boards because we knew there was going to be a lot of contact because there a lot more turning in a lot shorter race and no one really wants to damage their $4,000 race boards. So the idea of having a one-design type format race made a lot of sense. And, and we, could, we could have done it a one-design type of board that we provided that was a hard board, but the inflatables made a lot of sense for this type of race because we, when there's so much contact going around the buoys and, and just crossing paths, uh, the inflatables just bump off each other. So we didn't have to worry about any damage. And, and then another big benefit of the inflatables, when we're pulling them up onto the docks, it was really easy to just pull them up, throw them on the dock. So it, it worked. Uh, in hindsight, actually, the inflatables were were terrific uh, uh, idea to do that for that race. And uh, I'm glad we, from the input of the racers, we went that route, because it would have been, a, I think, a total disaster if everyone brought
1: their own for sure yeah and i mean we did see throughout the heats and and the finals there was definitely a fair amount of contact um you know nothing i don't think anything that crossed the line too badly or anything it was all in good fun (laughs) but uh definitely some uh some hockey style uh body checking between boards there uh (laughs) out in the races which was fun to see
3: yeah yeah Yeah. a lot there was a lot more contact than we what we normally see on the races outside in the summertime on the water
1: yeah, and I mean, I suppose the nice thing is that, uh, you know, this was a race that was for fun. Um, it was nice to see a bunch of people in the stands as well, you know, getting to, to watch this sort of happen. And, uh, and I think it, it only sort of helps benefit the, the sport for something like this. But uh, did it turn out the way you were expecting? I mean, you know, looking back on it, were you happy with the way everything turned out? And, and uh, did you sort of, did it play out the way you thought it might?
3: It it absolutely did. So my, my main goals was just to make sure all the racers were happy and they enjoyed it and would want to do it again. Um, a lot of the racers are my friends, and I wanted them to have a blast doing it. And just it really, they, it takes a lot of effort to come to these events, and uh, so I wanted to make sure uh, it was worthwhile for them. I also wanted to make sure that the Toronto Boat Show was really happy and it ran smoothly from. Their point of view, because uh, I wanted to make sure we had the opportunity, if it was successful, to to do it in future years. And from those two aspects, uh, I think it was a huge success. Uh, I've the 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 response I've been getting from all the ra- racers has been terrific, and the response I got from the Toronto Boat Show right away is they loved. it. I think it, they were really surprised at how entertaining and thrilling it was to watch, and how how the audience reacted. So I don't think they were ex- expecting anything like what they got from the, the race. They they got a lot more than they're expecting.
1: Yeah, that's good, and I'm sure the the fans uh, or the people who were there watching, especially people who had never you know I've ever seen a paddleboard race. I'm sure it was a, a pretty pretty good surprise, a pleasant surprise to uh, to be able to watch that as well. So. Um, the obvious uh, final question for you is uh, uh, Toronto International Boat, so- Boat Show 2018. I mean, uh, we're going to be back here again next year or what? Is that the, the plan now?
3: It's, it's not finalized yet, but it, from all indications, it seems like the Toronto Boat Show is keen to do it, and I'm keen to do it, and it seems like the most important thing is the, the racers are keen to do it. As long as the racers want to come out, I'd love to put another race on next year. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I definitely think you will get uh, you'll get buy-in again from the racers and actually probably even more demand than than this year just because uh, so many people who uh, who weren't able to do it I think are going to want to do it next year.
3: Yeah, what I'm hoping is we'll get more time on the indoor lake so we can have more racers competing and more different events and give give all the racers more more time on the water and more heat
1: maybe uh sup polo what do you think at a at a sup polo competition in yeah, in I, yeah i've i've
3: I've been talking to a couple of uh racers and competitors about that and that's uh that that sup polo i think would be a great thing to do the only thing with the sup polo is the because the water's so cold and you do tend to fall in a ton playing right. sup polo it might be might be interesting the the water does warm up a little bit as the week goes by in the boat show so i think if we do sup polo we'd want to try to arrange it late in the week of the boat show
1: right either either that or it'll be the only uh the only uh wetsuit mandatory sup polo event ever held i think so.
3: <laughs> yeah i had to put some, i had to put some buoys in the water and dive underneath the water there and i wasn't wearing a wetsuit and it was uh breathtaking
1: yeah not not warm at all that's for sure so uh listen thank you very much steve i appreciate the time and uh congratulations on putting on uh, such a unique event and, uh, and a very successful event
3: well thank you very much dan
1: Joining me right now is Rochelle Price. Thank you very much for joining me, and uh, first of all, congratulations on winning this uh, this first first ever uh, indoor paddleboard race. Um, congrats!
0: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Dan. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show.
1: Well, no problem. So, so we'll get to the actual uh, paddleboard race, the the indoor paddleboard race, in a in a second. But um, let's talk about kind of where you came from a little bit. So. I know you won the 2015 title for the Ontario Sup Series and then fourth overall last year, I believe. So, tell me a little bit about kind of how you got into racing uh, in general. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I started, um, paddle, my first time on the paddle board was in 2013. I had rented an inflatable board for a week in New Brunswick. I rented a cottage on the Northumberland Strait and, and uh, had my crack at that and it was Love at first sight. The moment I stepped foot on the board, you know, it took me a little while to get used to it, but love at first sight, fell in love with it, and then um, that Christmas, I received a paddle board for Christmas, and then the following summer, that's when I did my first race. Um, so, my first race was in 2014, up in Grand Bend, and I'd showed up in a, with my inflatable board, and I was ready to go, so, <laughs> Yeah.
1: And- was, was competing in, you know, other sports? Is that something that you had done in the past or was, was, this is something new for you?
0: Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I, um, I, I don't have a paddling background at all. Like I've, I've done the odd canoe trip with my dad growing up, but you know, um, paddling is not something I was, um, I was brought up in. I was actually a gymnast and a swimmer growing up. Um, but yeah, paddling was definitely not something in, in, in my vocabulary at all. So, um, so yeah, that's what what I love about it is it's something that I just kind of came out of left field for me, and and I'm it's a passion of mine right now. It's something I really love doing.
1: Yeah, what what is it about it? Do you think that that has you as interested in this this sport as you are? Uh, what what's the what's the draw? What's the the biggest draw for you?
0: Well, I love the I love the community. The community, the paddleboard community, is amazing. Um, you know, what better way than to spend your summer than being, you know, in your swimsuit on a beach, you know, and, and then getting some physical activity, you know, it's just amazing the my body transformation from the time I started paddle boarding to now. Um, it's an incredible the difference. So um, I love the, the healthy lifestyle that comes behind it and the camaraderie that comes along with, with paddling and the race series. It's It's amazing the friendships I've made, so...
1: Yeah, it really is such a such a good community. So let's talk about the um, uh, the the race um, that took place at the Toronto Boat Show. And for for those who who don't know, um, this is something that, as far as anyone knows, has never been done before, at least in Canada, to have mm-hmm. an, an indoor. I'm sure there's been you know sort of less uh, professional races in swimming pools and things like that. But I mean, in terms of an actual organized race, it it's just, it's a first, it's never been done. So how do you mm-hmm. prepare for something like that? Uh, how do you, I don't know if train is the right word, but how did you kind of go into it, you know, being ready to go?
0: Well, you know, when I first heard word of it, um, I was completely floored. I was so excited because, you know, middle of January and here we are racing indoors. So um, I jumped all over it and um, I was extremely excited to, to compete. So um, right now it's winter time, in Canada. So I'm not much of a winter paddler. So I do a lot of indoor training right now, lots of dry, dry land training. And so there's not much you can really do to prepare. You know, I think the only thing I really <laughs> kind of did. People, a lot of people, kind of joked around with me about uh, posting a video of me practicing belly starts. You know, at the gym. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but ultimately, that belly, those belly starts, uh, those practicing those belly starts was ultimately what. Kind of got me ahead of the game right off the bat, the finals. Right, so um, it's what helped me push push forward and get a, ahead of of everybody. So,
1: yeah, um, no no question at all. And and actually, I, it's funny. I saw that video um, of you <laughs> doing those belly starts, and I mean, you know, you're 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 jumping up onto. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, uh, it was like a, a like a training. Yeah, it was like a step.
0: Yeah, a little step yeah. on, on basu balls basically. What it was. Right.
1: Right. But if you If you watch the the final itself, and for anyone who uh, has not seen the final the the men 's and women 's final, and actually all the heats are are all up online um, in the uh, Toronto indoor uh, sup race Facebook page but if you watch that that women 's final, you jump up on that board so quickly from your belly start and you 've got your paddle in the water uh, before mm-hmm. most people are even sort of settled on the board and within, yeah. you know, a matter of a few seconds from the start, you've already got half a length and then a, a full board length. So was that yeah. the difference right there? Was was that start what won your yeah. race?
0: I think it's super important to, you know, like I think the start was is it's is super important in any race. You know, it really sets the tone for the race, right? And um, you know, I've I've done a lot of training with Jessica Rondo, um, the paddle coach um the past, you know, year and a half and and um you know we've really uh, hammered the starts and 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 different types of starts and popping up on that board and having your paddle ready and getting that those first few catches you know all i could hear was just in my ear pop 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 you know pop pop yeah. pop you know and and so you got to be able to you know hammer that paddle and, and get quick and in, in quick strokes one right after the other and and not think about changing hands and changing paddle sides, you know. Um, it's, that's crucial for, for, you know, sprint races or, or the start of any kind of race, right? So you get up and you, you, you get as many strokes in as quickly as possible, all on one side and try and get ahead of the wash, right? So that's kind of what it was, the visualization I was having in my head at that time was just get ahead of the wash, right?
1: Right, and I mean it. It obviously worked out. Uh, you, you got out front and held the lead all the way through. Um, th- the race was—I I, don't—I don't know the exact distance. I mean, it was you know a few hundred meters. I think. Um, how much mm-hmm. different was it from a typical a, a typical sub race? And and I realize there are you know sprint races as well, but um, just the nature of that that tight uh, race course mm-hmm. was it a lot it was- different? Or? It-
0: it was, yeah, it was a lot different. Like, it, I, you know, it was my first time at the boat show. I had never seen this indoor lake that everyone was talking about. I've seen pictures online, and I actually thought the lake was online, looked much bigger than what it actually was. But in, rea- in reality, it was literally the size of a hockey rink, like an NHL-sized hockey rink, it seemed. So it was much smaller. Uh, and with six women or six men lined up, ready to go do this short course, um, it, you know, it, it was quite, quite intimidating, and it, and it was kind of nerve-wracking because, yes, the water was frigid, and, you know, nobody wanted to fall in, and uh, and there was a lot of turns. Um, so pivoting or buoy turns, you know, you needed to m- be comfortable doing buoy turns in order to, to have any kind of success in that race, right? So um, that was uh, definitely important to have you know know how to do your buoy turns because that really would make or break your race
1: I I mean I suppose that uh that carries over from the outdoor season as well because absolutely uh, yeah some of those courses are are uh very turn heavy and and uh that's Mm -hmm. one of the skills that's required but uh is this something that you'll you'll do again I mean if this is offered uh next year which uh you know we certainly hope it will be um Mm -hmm. will you will you be back out there trying to defend your title
0: uh, absolutely i I really enjoyed my day. It was um, definitely um, a good a good fix for somebody who's addicted to the sport you know and who can't really uh, fulfill that need throughout the winter. so it was definitely a, a good fix for me and uh, it was uh, a good start to the two thousand and seventeen race season for me so
1: well, yeah congratulations on that for sure and uh, uh, where are we much. see you um, where are we gonna see you this year where what's your plan what's the first race and uh, and are you back in the Ontario sub series for uh, for the summer
0: absolutely um, I'm definitely um, aiming to, to get back on the water as as soon as possible um, you know with the Ontario sub series I'm, I'm probably not going to be in as heavy in the Ontario sub series this year because I'm, I'm really trying to concentrate um, my, my, my time on larger, larger races. So, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for the Carolina cup in, in April and, um, and another big race I want to do in uh, August is going to be the hood river gorge paddle race, um, a classic,
1: (laughs) a real classic race.
0: Yeah. the, The hood river gorge paddle challenge is something I really, really want to do that downwinder race. And then, um, and that's in August. And I definitely want to have my crack at Surf to Sound in November. So those are the three, you know, pillar races I really, really want to um, complete, like, complete and, and, and do this year. So, yeah. Well,
1: well, listen, best of luck in your season. And, uh, and again, congr- congratulations on uh, taking the win here.
0: Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate you uh, having me today.
1: All right. Joining me now is Cody Peakstock. Cody, you, uh, you came into this race and, uh, and walked away with the win. So uh, congratulations, first of all,
2: Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, thanks for having me again.
1: Yeah, no problem. So how different was this? I mean, you know, compared to, to the outdoor races that you've done in the past, uh, how, how does this kind of compare to a traditional paddleboard race?
2: Um, well, it's definitely different. Uh, of course you're inside, so you don't have to deal with the elements like, uh, wind, or uh, uh, rain if it's overcast or anything. It's uh, always sunny inside, right? Uh, um, The water conditions were cold, of course, because it's winter, and they pumped the water in from, like, Ontario.
1: Yeah, not not necessarily water that you want to fall in, even though I know at the end you did a uh, sort of the... uh, um, there was an old, I think a Lipton iced tea commercial where, uh, the person falls backwards into the water and, and you sort of did the, uh, the iced tea dive into the back, uh, into the water. Yeah. So, the, a little the chilly back flop. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was, uh, it was
1: pretty cold, yeah. but, uh, I mean, you don't
2: have any, um, uh, any water conditions other than the boards making uh wake because you don't have any boats or, uh, anything else like that. We kind of had the little, uh, the little lake to ourselves in there. Um, so it was really nice and it was, uh it was a short race it was a really short sprint uh sprints are, aren't usually long but uh that was a nice short one uh good for the cardio and uh it definitely was a uh, a change up from racing outside and i uh, really enjoyed it
1: yeah when when you've got uh you know six people uh racing in such a small space like that um did it did it come down to the start more than anything or what do you sort of uh uh you know attribute uh, the the win to
2: um training oh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh definitely training but uh i mean the start had a lot to do with it because there wasn't really a lot of time to gain on the straightaways because they're so short you had so many turns um but yeah definitely the start if you gotta be the first one around that buoy because if you if you come into the buoy with someone else uh then it just comes down to skill and luck uh who gets the inside on the turn um Right. If you can put your paddle in the water, if there's another board there, you don't want to push the other board out of your way because uh, that's not fair. Right. So right, it's right. Uh, it's kind of hard. So you really got to sprint off the start to get around that buoy and get clear of all the carnage.
1: And then those those buoy turns, uh, there were um, a couple of 90 degree turns. But I mean, the, the 180 degree turns in a in a, a space as tight as that. Um, Was it difficult, or or you mentioned training. I mean, I know that uh, those buoy turns is something that you work very hard at, and uh, did you find that you were turning as well as you had hoped to?
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, That's another thing I loved about the event was we were all on the same board, Um, and the boards being wide uh, 29 inches compared to our carbon race boards, which are anywhere from 25 to 23. Um, It was really nice. And uh, definitely training helped a lot. I, uh, back in the summer, we, I played sup-polo about two times a week. Um, so if no one knows what sup-polo is, it's like lacrosse on the water uh, with paddles and a ball and stuff. And, and lots we're usually of turns, on p- right?
1: Lots and lots of uh, very tight turns.
2: Yeah, and um, lots of pivot turns and walking on the boards. And we use 30-inch wide boards, just short little 10-6 boards. And it's a lot of sprinting and a lot of walking and turning on the board. Um, so I think that really helped me, um, along with practicing the turns on my, uh, race board. Um, but having such a nice wide board to walk around on and getting comfortable on it too, uh, really helped.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Looking ahead to the outdoor season, does this, you know, help you? Do you think, does it kind of give you a boost of confidence? I mean, you know, you did beat, uh, Larry Kane and you beat some, some other pretty strong guys out there. Um, does that kind of maybe give you a little bit of, a, of an edge going into the race season?
2: Um, mentally, I think it does boost me up a little bit. But uh, I also got to remember that uh, Larry Kane is strong in not only the flats, but also straighter races. I think if there was a couple more straights in that races that were a little longer, Larry definitely would have caught up and passed me. So uh, I definitely know that I will be, hopefully, I'll be close to him this season, but uh, I, I'm pretty guaranteed that he is a, uh, a lot faster than me still, just because he comes from the sprint canoe background uh, of going straight, right? Uh, turning is not his strong suit. He is pretty good at it, but um, definitely in the straights, i got
1: to watch out. Um, if, if this is a, offered again next year, if this comes back to the boat show, is there, is there any, any doubt in your mind that you'll come back and try to defend your title?
2: Oh, I will! Uh, I will definitely come back. That was uh, such a fun time. It's uh, so great that it's this early in into the season, so you get to see everybody that you raced with last season and chat and ask them how Christmas and New Year's was. And uh, the the community is just so great.
1: Last question for you: This was held, you know, at the Rico Center in, in downtown Toronto uh, as part of a boat show. Where you know, this is not just a race. Um, th- this event was not just one single paddleboard race this was part of a bigger event and you had people you know who have never stepped foot on a paddleboard who were sitting in the stands watching it how important is that for for paddleboard racing and uh and for the sport in general um it's
2: it's great uh there's not too many indoor
1: races i think this was the first one in north america
2: which is uh, a real excitement but it also gets uh i know steve who put on the event has uh his shop set up in the boat show so uh people can see us paddling and then go check him out and ask for information and stuff and i know blue wave sets up a booth too so it's uh it's really nice to get our sport and even just to get more people on boards
1: yeah exactly just kind of get that uh get get more people watching it i suppose and and uh i know there were demos as well get more people out there just trying it eh?
2: yeah yeah there was uh lots of people signed up for like a free kayak and they had uh different things there boat rides but we also had paddleboards out there and people got to go out and uh try them in between the races and uh um for the whole week pretty much so that was uh that was great to see uh new people out trying even though the water was cold i think they had dry suits there for them which was excellent um but i think uh there'll be a couple more people on the water this year from uh from the boat show for sure
1: yeah absolutely such good good exposure for uh, for the sport so well listen cody congratulations that's uh, that's a pretty neat title to have in your back pocket the first ever indoor paddleboard race uh, as far as we know anyway uh the first one in certainly in canada maybe in north america so congrats on that and uh, good luck as you get this season going thank you very much thanks for listening to the talks up canada podcast Theme Song is courtesy of Arcanum Music, a website that promotes the work of small music producers. Our announcer is Josie Barkway. If you like the idea of a Canadian-focused paddleboarding podcast, please share this on social media and drop us a rating on iTunes. If you have an idea for a future episode, or if you're interested in sponsoring the show, email me at dan at talksup.ca. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, get out there and live the dash.